Hey people, welcome to Always Wondered About That. I'm not going to start with Have You Always Wondered About That or Play My Music. I don't think that's right for this topic. This topic is important and I think uh, it should be discussed. It's not discussed enough and people don't talk about it enough and I felt the need to. So that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to start with a question. What does domestic violence look like? From the inside, it looks one way. But from the outside, I think it's unnoticeable. I say that because no one noticed it when it was happening to me. That's why I call it unnoticeable. But when you're the person in the shoes, the victim, you get why the women stay, why the women don't tell people, and the fear that he could hospitalize you or kill you at any time. Such a bad word, victim. I hate that word. I never imagined I'd be categorized in that fashion. Victim. I hate that word. But the fear I felt for that man, I've never felt for another human being in my life. I'm going to tell you what domestic violence looks like from the inside. It starts off nice. He's nice and sweet, acts like regular ordinary guy. Then one day you say something he doesn't like. In my case, I called 50 Cent good looking and he shoved me. After that, it was a smack in the face for something. It was my clothes. My shirts, underwear, and pants had to be two sizes larger than me. My bras and underwear were too pretty and revealing, so he threw them away. He threw away my yoga pants. My shirt had to be long enough to cover my tush. I needed to show him pictures, video, that it was covering. I still have some of those pictures in my cloud account. Then it was my words. I couldn't say thank you, you're welcome, yes, men, man. And I couldn't say any word that gave the idea of a penis. I could say thanks, no problem, yeah, male. And for those words, I had to say it with a context. Then it was my attitude. I was too friendly, too nice to people. I didn't need friends. People didn't need to like me or get along with me. I just worked with them, that's all. Who I spoke to? Men. I couldn't speak to any man. My boss was okay, no other man. He thought I was a whore and slept with everyone I met. For the record, I'm not. He was so caught up with who I was before, what I did before, where I was before. He dwelled on it and dwelled on it until it drove me crazy. My mother. I couldn't talk to my mother because he called her a bad influence on me. If he actually knew me as a person, he would know I'm a bad influence on her. Came the things that he called too inviting. My crossed legs, the pen in my hair, my pajamas. Then it was how I ate, how I walked. He literally ripped out my nose ring. I had a belly button piercing before him. It was already out by the time he got here. He says, I can't believe you let a man pierce you there like it was an effing crime. My necklace, which consists of a cross, a key, and a horn. I wasn't allowed to wear it. He wanted me to cover up my tattoos. One of them my father drew for me. My father passed away a few years back, and he wanted me to cover it up with some kind of garbage he picked. Then it got to the point where he was downright out of his mind. I wasn't allowed to watch men on TV. If a man was shirtless, I had to look away. Then it was look down at the center console in the car when we drove around and face him. We had to take a shower together. I had to go in the bathroom with him when he went to the bathroom. I couldn't go to the bathroom at work. Mind you, when I violated any of those things, I was smacked in the face, my arms were punched, or while we were in the car, he would whack me across the chest, open-handed. He punched me in the nose one day. I literally saw stars. He choked me one day. He slammed my head into his car window. Whenever I tried to leave the room to get away from him to go get help, he would pull me back and cover my nose and my mouth. One day we were arguing and I guess I tried to hold back or tried to fight back and I got a face full of steering wheel. The incident happened right in broad daylight in the middle of a parking lot. 
And that's why I still say on notice because no one even saw it happen. I had a bruise under my eye and still no one noticed. Then it was the phone calls, the text messages. He wanted to see all of it. Whenever my phone received a text, usually from my mother, he needed to read it. He had to go into my call log and compare calls on my phone to the log. Make sure I wasn't deleting numbers or messages. He would check my phone on breaks after work because he had to meet me on break. I couldn't drive. I couldn't go anywhere myself. Also to punish me when I did something wrong, he would turn around and make me delete apps in my phone like he was my dad. And then he turned around and made me delete my original podcast. I had a podcast prior to this. He made me delete it as punishment. He broke my cell phone. He broke something I was trying to sell. Why? Because I didn't pull my shirt down past my tush to his liking. He made me change my cell phone number so people I knew couldn't call me. He made me change my email address. Then came my house phone. People couldn't reach me on my cell phone because the number was changed. So now they were calling me on my house phone. He answered the phone one day at my house and it was a man. Not asking for anyone, he was most definitely looking for me. Then he found a number and had to call it back. He called it back and the man FaceTimed him. He said he knew someone with my name, but he didn't know me. He was lying. He was covering up for me. Then he had to stay on the phone with me at work. He needed me to take pictures of all the men I was interacting with. He yelled and screamed one day because I didn't say not a problem to a man sternly enough. His famous words, and you doubled down. Always said those damn words. Meaning I said the same thing twice he didn't want to hear. Then it was stern. I had 8,000 messages he wrote me containing the word stern. That's not stern enough. He would write his name in Sharpie on my stomach and on my back. He would call me ugly and tell me who else would want me. That was when I saw what he was actually up to. I saw his intent. He was trying to psychologically break me. He threatened one day to come to my place of work and pull me out by my hair. All this happened and I let it because I was scared. He threatened my mother. He threatened my aunt. He tried to choke me out one day. He called me defiant. I didn't listen. I didn't do what he wanted me to do. That's true me. I'm defiant, argumentative, opinionated. He didn't like true me. He wanted a robot. How it ended? What woke me up? Well, I hadn't gone to the bathroom in 17 days, and I tried. I somewhat went, walked out, and didn't show him, and went into the bathroom and didn't smell poo. So you can guess what he thought I was doing in the bathroom. Now it became I couldn't go to the bathroom alone. Then it was don't look at the men on TV. No men. So what was I watching? We had just watched a piece of a movie and I said, you mean that? There was a joke on the movie that I didn't get the whole thing of and he thought that's what I was talking about. He freaked out, punched me in the chest hard. That pain was still there weeks after he left. Smacked me in the face, spit on my face, bloodied my nose. I add he hit like a girl, so I didn't even know my nose was bloody until he threw a paper towel at me. I thought he threw it at me to wipe the spit off my face, but turns out I was bleeding. He wanted me to ask for forgiveness for what I said. I told him, fuck no. And after that, he left. The absolute clencher to this story was he told me he still loved me. How do you love someone? Intimidate them, scare them, beat them, but you love them. Is that love? told him my father never even told me what to do. He said he really didn't love you. Anyone who didn't tell you how to act really didn't love you. So he was the only one who loved me. Couldn't tell you how happy I was when he walked out. I donated all those clothes he got me to breast cancer and got new clothes. I got my old number back and my email address back. I want to say no one ever once asked me if I needed help. I got a lot of are you okay? In his case, it was all about jealousy and control. He needed to rule my whole world.
That's what domestic violence looks like from the inside. From the outside, it looks broken, shattered. I was quiet to myself, always scared, looking like a victim, always looking down, never around at anything. My person did a complete 360 turn and no one said a thing. That's why I'll always call it unnoticeable because when your person does a complete 360 turn and no one sees it, there's something wrong there. My mother had it right. This person had to come into my life to tell me I was worth more because I always thought I was worthless. I always thought I was not worth anything, but this person showed me I had a worth and that's what I needed to see. I told this story in the hope someone would hear it. Someone would know they have a worth and don't need to stay with that kind of person. I put up with it too long and let it go too far and should have stopped it a long time ago, but I didn't. I didn't stop it out of fear. And you don't need to be afraid because there'll always be someone there that'll help you. You need to remember that. In my case, I was just too scared to ask for help. I'm not ashamed of any of this story. This made me realize that I actually liked me. I never liked me before. No part of me did I ever like. And this made me realize that I actually like myself and I don't want to change. Anyway, thank you for listening to my story. I really hope I help someone.